0: Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour, bonjour. (laughs) So grateful to be in this connection with you. Thank you for joining with me, my friend. Let us rise above the battlefield together with a blessing and a prayer. We are grateful and thankful to open ourselves to the infinite intelligence the pure light and love. We're allowing ourselves to be led and guided by that higher Holy Spirit self. We're partnering up with our hand on our heart. We wholeheartedly dedicate ourselves to serving the light, to being truly helpful, to relinquishing the blocks to love, letting go of everything that no longer serves our path. Of wholeness and holiness. We are grateful to let go of magical thinking, to relinquish all the root causes of suffering, whether we know what they are or not. We're handing them over to the Holy Spirit for healing. We're allowing ourselves to be set free, to be liberated by remembering the truth, knowing the truth, recognizing the truth. We are grateful. We are thankful. That our mind is the mind of God, and our life is the very life of God, that we are at the very center of Spirit's mind. And so we're grateful to dedicate ourselves to our own transformation and knowing of the truth that liberates us from all sense of separation in gratitude we share the benefits with everyone we let it be and so it is amen 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 ah yeah (laughs) something like that (laughs) All right, our topic today is about how magical thinking perpetuates suffering and how we can break free of that. Let's do it now. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we're, we're going to um, look at lesson 50 in the workbook, lesson 50, which is I am sustained by the love of God. Check this out begins, here is the answer to every problem that will confront you today and tomorrow and throughout time. I am sustained by the love of God. Here is the answer to every problem that will confront you today and tomorrow and throughout time. In this world, you believe you are sustained by everything but God. God. Your faith is placed in the most trivial and insane symbols. Pills, money, protective clothing, influence, prestige, being liked, knowing the right people, and an endless list of forms of nothingness that you endow with magical powers. Ain't that the truth? Think of it, I am sustained by the love of of God is the answer to every problem that confronts us. So, how about when we feel confronted by a problem, we simply say, I am sustained by the love of God. Therefore, I have no problems. In fact, in the workbook we are told all our problems have been solved. So let's not give magical powers to insane symbols, trivial symbols, pills, money, protective clothing, influence, prestige, being liked, knowing the right people, and an endless list of forms of nothingness that we endow with magical powers. Let's take the power back. Now, the magical powers, it goes both ways. Let me explain what I mean. Magical powers to protect us, to lift us up, to improve our life. Magical powers to be destructive. So what comes to my mind is one time having a conversation with a course student who was saying that they, because they believed that eating organic, eating what they described as healthy, you know, really a certain food lifestyle, they were finding that they were Really dedicated to this. It was really important to them. And when they saw a loved one eating an apple that wasn't organic, it made them angry and upset. So, lesson five, I'm never upset for the reason I think. Let me just look here at my thoughts and see, is there magical thinking Involved. So if I think that this non-organic apple is going to be detrimental to my loved one's health, I'm angry about it, I'm upset about it, I say, don't eat that non-organic apple, that's toxic. Well, is it? Or have I given everything all the meaning that it has for me? So this is where it comes down to what we believe. It is done unto us according to what we believe. So what do we believe? If I believe it's toxic, is it then toxic? I would say yes. I will experience the toxicity if I believe it's toxic. Now there are, and I don't know much about them, but there are, or there used to be, probably still are religious sects, uh, S-E-C-T-S, religious groups that would do things like snake handling and they would drink poison and survive it through the use of their mind to demonstrate the power of their mind, the power of God in their mind to overcome the obstacle of the the poison or the handling the snake, which is so dangerous, could bite them and kill them. And putting their trust and faith in God to protect them. This is, you know, people love challenges. <laughs> so they do these kinds of things. So, but it is about very much working with the level of the mind. So, if we believe that The organic apple has the power to save us, and the non organic apple has the power to hurt us. What have we given the power to? Something in form. Something in form. Now, it's all magical thinking. It's all magical thinking. And this is something for us to look at because we're looking at false idols. Things that we have given power to that are symbolic in this world and they are not God. The power is at the level of the mind. It's in our mind. And so we've given everything that we see all the meaning that it has for us. The non-organic apple, we've given it the power to hurt us. The organic apple, we've given it the power to help us. Is it true? This is a really bold way to look at the teachings of unity and separation. So let's do that. Let's look at that because the magical thinking it causes so much suffering. So if we just go back to paragraph one here in lesson 50 where here's the answer to every problem that will confront you today, tomorrow, and throughout time. In this world you believe you are sustained by everything but God. Your faith is placed in the most trivial and insane symbols. So, my my friend that was telling me how triggered they got when their loved one ate a non-organic apple, they recognized that it was, oh, they had given the apple all the meaning that it had for them, that they were the one that made it poisonous. Their loved one was saying, look, I don't have an organic apple right now. I have this apple and I'd like to eat it because I'm hungry. And this is what I have. And so, bless it, eat it. That's what I do. Bless it, eat it. There are times when I, I can't get the organic apples that I like. If I can get an organic apple, I will. And partly because, yes, everything does have all the meaning that we've given to it. So, you think of the, the people along the way who are taking care of the land, taking care of the seeds, which is such sacred work, taking care of the seeds and the plants. And uh, the, the the plants that are grown organically, uh, they're not being sprayed with poisons and things to kill the insects. They've got ways to deter the insects. And so the birds are still there. The birds are singing their songs to the fruits and the vegetables, to the land. If you see these huge fields of non-organic foods being grown, they have removed all the hedgerows, you know, all the, the hedges, and where the birds would live and nest around the field. So there's no birds in those fields. No birds singing their songs to the fruit and veg as it's growing. Could that fruit and veg possibly be as nutritious without those songs? I don't think so. And without the songs of the the insects singing too. It's interesting. It's something to think about. I have thought about it a lot. And the small farmer is going to pour a lot more love into the work they do than the big farmer. So for me, I'd rather pay more for the food that's grown in that more natural, ecological, life-sustaining way. In the big corporate way. So that's me. It, it feels like it has a higher vibration. The food. You can tell. You go into some restaurants. You eat the food. It's been frozen. It's been microwaved. It doesn't feel high vibrational. It doesn't. So. Now. Is, is that a fact? My. Perception, and I'm using that word carefully, is that's a fact. That's a fact. And do I feel like the food is going to save me? No. No. But it's what do I wish to sustain in my contributions to the world? Who would I like to give my money to? the small farmer that's doing their work with love, caring for the land or the big conglomeration I would rather give it to the small farmer who's caretaking that land with love it's about supporting loving relationship with life that to me is not magical thinking but I will say this. Uh, Every once in a while, a couple times a year maybe, I I catch a second wind and I find myself having trouble falling to sleep. It doesn't happen very often, but it it does happen sometimes because normally I get into bed, it's time for sleep, boom, I'm out like a light. But sometimes... I have caught that second wind. I've stayed up past my time. And so if I don't fall asleep pretty quickly, I will call upon the angels to help me. And usually that I go out like a light. But sometimes I don't. And it's not because I have a lot of things on my mind or worried or concerned. It's not that. It's just I've, I i st- Caught that second wind I, I know it happens for me So um, There is Something that works Every time Almost every time Every few years it doesn't work And then that's when I know Just get up and start praying And I'll stay up and pray for However long couple hours, whatever But um, I take three aspirin It's pretty much the only time I take aspirin Sometimes it'll happen when I've been traveling, and I get to a hotel late, and I get in the room, take a shower, get into bed, you know, do my prayers and meditation, and answer some emails and whatnot, and get into bed, and I'm a little, it's past my bedtime, and I caught that second wind, and I'll i get out of bed, take those three aspirin, boom, I fall right to sleep. I don't think aspirin really is the thing. I think it's a placebo, truly. And I had a friend, I may have mentioned this before, I had a friend who worked for a pharmaceutical company for a long time, and he said it's an absolute fact that placebos work a good third of the time. They really do. So. When we think of. The things that we've given. Magical powers. If we just know. Tuck this into our awareness. Magical thinking. Is going to cause my suffering. It is. It is a way of taking the power of God and putting it into something in this world. Does the aspirin have the power to make me fall asleep? I do not believe that it does. But I do know that the act of getting up and taking the aspirin, I believe it will send me to sleep. And it works like a charm almost always. Maybe once every... I only do it a couple times a year, maybe two or three times a year. But once every five years, let's say, it doesn't work. <laughs> and then I know it's time to pray. So let's look at the things that we've endowed with magical powers together. Certainly nutritional supplements, of which I take many, because the way I feel about it is I, I do feel... It's important to have food (laughs) and to eat food. And so I like to eat high quality nutrition and some of it I eat in the form of plants that have been dried and put in capsules. I like supplements like that. Uh, I certainly do notice that... Certain things, if I eat them, I don't feel so well. Certain things, if I eat them on a regular basis, I feel great. So I do notice things like that. But thinking that they have the power to make me happy or heal my body or things like that, I'm not interested in that anymore. I'm not interested in thinking I need to know the right people. I definitely used to have those thoughts about... Knowing the right people and needing to have certain status symbols, um, I just got a new used car. I've never purchased a new car it It was never important to me. Anybody would like to give me a new car. that would be wonderful. I would enjoy it so much. I'm sure, but it's for me, it's not the best use of my money. So I don't get a new car, I'd rather invest my money in other things. I I don't have I'm trying to think if I have anything that I have for the status of it. I don't I don't do that. I don't do that. I do like to do things for others to enjoy. Like I I love creating gardening and doing things like that that other people can enjoy. To me, that's very satisfying. Uh, I love decorating, creating a beautiful environment for people to enjoy and to feel safe and relaxed and inspired by. I do like that kind of thing. I like cooking and providing good, delicious, nutritious food for people um, like to take people pies and cookies and soups and things like that, breads. I do, I do, I do. I like doing all of that, but none of it feels anything related to status. It's about extending love. All of those things to me are about extending love. So my invitation is to look at where have you given things in this world the power to sustain you. This is what he's saying here in this world you believe you are sustained by everything but God what sustains you? I I can tell you from my personal experience Back in, I guess it was around 2012, I started to travel and teach. And I also started to feel compelled to go certain places and spend time there, make prayers there, meditate there, walk the land. And so I I did those things where I went where I was called to go. And I, but I didn't go to any of those places feeling like, oh, I can tell everybody I went here. And people would often say to me, oh, you're so lucky you get to travel so much. And I'd say, yeah, except I'm not someone who really wants to do a lot of traveling. I don't feel interested in sightseeing. I'm interested in sharing And I go because it's an opportunity to share. I'm interested in spiritual practice and I feel compelled to go to these places and do spiritual practice, make offerings of prayer, meditation, uh, whatever, Native American offerings, all kinds of offerings. And that's why I go to those places, not to see them, but to experience... That connection with spirit in that place and I do feel that many times I'm being called to go to some place where I have some incomplete karma and so I go there to complete that karma even though I don't know what it is it doesn't matter to me I'm just doing what I feel guided to do but in all that traveling that I did for so many years I had to let go of my attachments to thinking this thing, this coffee mug, this way of making tea or way of making coffee or this way of preparing eggs, this way of shopping for groceries, this all these ways that we get very attached to. I had to give them up over and over and over again, moving from place to place to place, staying in different people's homes. Uh, it was a tremendous way for me to relinquish so many attachments I had to how I thought things should be and shouldn't be and where I had endowed things with magical powers. It was a tremendous release for me. Uh, Some people experience it in the form of their house burning down or they go bankrupt and they have to leave their home and their things. And so I encourage you just to look at what are the things in your life that you have given the power to heal you or to hurt you. Mentally, you've given them this power. Take your power back from them. Because as long as you give it away and put it in some object, it is going to cause suffering. This is so important that we do this now. And no one can do this for this for us. We must do it for ourselves. Oh my goodness, this is such deep and good work. It's so healing when we can take our faith and put it back where it belongs, in love, in spirit in connecting with our brothers and sisters with our loving hearts. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> and speaking of connecting with our loving hearts, that's what we do every Sunday in our Sundays with Spirit online on Zoom celebration service. It's it's kind of like a church service online, music, talk, meditation, song. It's wonderful, and we do get to connect. People are loving it. You have to register at jenniferhadley.com, Sundays with Spirit. Check it out. Come and join us. Of course, it's free. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love and walking the talk, and we'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk. Welcome back. Thank you for returning. <laughs> and I am so grateful for everyone who's ever written a positive review for this podcast. Thank you so much. It just means that the people who have podcasting services will share it with more people. And since it's free, that's such a great way to pay back. And thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm also going to take a moment to let you know you can sign up for the text messages at jenniferhadley.com. Inspirational text messages. You can sign up for a one time donation of $1, and get text messages sent to you once or twice a day. You choose inspirational text messages that come just in the nick of time. They do. I love getting them myself. So it's also a way you can set up a monthly... uh, recurring contribution to support this podcast and the Sundays with Spirit and all the other free offerings, the daily blog, the daily prayer. The daily prayer is itself also available in a podcast. So if you search for Jennifer Hadley Prayer for Today in your podcasting service, you can find the Prayer for Today there. All those things are free and thank you to all those who already have the monthly contributions and your one-time donations it makes a real difference. It does, because uh, all of these offerings take a staff of people, all of whom have uh, families, children, things like that, bills to pay, so they they don't work for free. They are not volunteers. They are paid staff, so it helps us pay our staff so we can offer more free things. Yay! All right, let's dig back in here to eliminating magical thinking so we can eliminate suffering. In this workbook lesson number 50, which is I am sustained by the love of God, a beautiful and perfect affirmation we can use every day. Paragraph two, Jesus says, all these things are your replacements for the love of God. So, the clothing, the influence of prestige, being liked, knowing the right people, all these things are replacements for the love of God. Herein lies the suffering. All these things are cherished to ensure a body identification. They are songs of praise to the ego. Do not put your faith in the worthless. It will not sustain you. That is for sure. So I am sustained by the love of God. This is the only thing that will sustain us. This is the thing that will give us light in the darkness. It's when it's challenging to believe. When we're identified with the ego, it is challenging to believe that we could be sustained by spirit. However, what I like to say in Masterful Living and Finding Freedom in my courses is that this is what we're about. We're about proving these truths, proving them, so that we know them from our own personal experience and not because we read it in a book. When people prove these truths to be true then they know it in a way that just doesn't come from reading it in a book. I see that the that many spiritual students, it's a kind of spiritual immaturity that I used to have, where I thought that reading books and and listening to a lot of things would heal my life. But it is the practical application. This is the thing that heals our mind, heals our heart heals our life. So it's the extending love. It's the practicing compassion. It's recognizing a cry for love, whether it's our own or someone else's, and then answering it with love. This is the thing that makes the real difference. It's powerful, it's potent, and it's possible. Powerful, potent, and possible. This is the truth of it. <laughs> so let me say this. As we're continuing on in paragraph two here, all these things are your replacements for the love of God, all these things are cherished to ensure a body identification. They are songs of praise to the ego. Do not put your faith in the worthless. It will not sustain you. Only the love of God will protect you in all circumstances. It will lift you out of every trial and raise you high above all the perceived dangers of this world into a climate of perfect peace and safety. It will transform you, sorry, it will transport you into a state of mind that nothing can threaten, nothing can disturb, and where nothing can intrude upon the eternal calm of the Son of God. So, only the love of God can protect us in all circumstances. Let's look at what that really means. So, Teach only love because that is what we are. We know this. Now, saying that is one thing. But being in the moment with someone who seems to be trying our patience, who seems to be irritating us, who seems to be disrespecting us, in the moment when someone seems to be disregarding us. Can we be the love of God then? Remember, all these things are your replacements for the love of God. What if when we are feeling, oh, I don't know the right people. I'm not liked By the right people. I'm not liked by the people I care about. I don't have prestige. I don't have influence. I don't have the right clothes. I don't have the right body and the right hairstyles and the right amount of money. I don't have the right health. When we're feeling this way, that things are lacking, what are we actually lacking? Because he says here, all these things are your replacements for the love of God. All these things are cherished to ensure a body identification. They are songs of praise to the ego. What if our not having these things is a gift from our own higher self? Saying, these things are not needed. If you look at... The Manual for Teachers, where I often send us Chapter 4, the Trust section, the uh, Development of Trust. It, It tells us right in there so clearly that our development of trust is going to take us through different stages a period of undoing, a period of sorting out, a period of relinquishment. These different experiences where we are challenged to look at how we have made things, situations, people, all of this in our life as substitutes for the love of God. So the antidote is to be the love of God. Because the love of God is what we are. Remember, he starts lesson 50, I am sustained by the love of God. He starts it with, here is the answer to every problem that will confront you today and tomorrow and throughout time. So if I'm sustained by the love of God, there must be a limitless source for me. Of the love of God. Or otherwise, how could I be sustained by it? There must be an unlimited amount of love available for me to sustain me. Or how could I be sustained by the love of God? But you see, there's not an unlimited amount of pills, money, protective clothing, influence, prestige, knowing the right people, and all of those things that we think could make us happy, or protect us, or sustain us. Those things are all limited quantity. So, why not say, when there's a sense of lack, I am sustained by the love of God. Not my partner. I am sustained by the love of God. Not my dog my cat, my children. I am sustained by the love of God. You see, because if we are trying to get it from our partner, from our children, from our parents, then we're in a codependent relationship. And it's going to cause suffering. Only the love of God will protect you in all circumstances. It will lift you out of every trial and raise you high above all the perceived dangers of the world into a climate of perfect peace and safety. Now the fastest way for us to get there, to that place of perfect peace and safety, is to hold love in our mind, to hold love in our heart. This is our protection, right? Those who are loving are invulnerable. This is how we become invulnerable, by extending love and compassion Having love and compassion for ourselves and for everyone else. And it is in this place of extending love and compassion that will literally move us into this place where nothing can disturb us and nothing can intrude upon the eternal calm of the Son of God. Put your faith, put not your faith in illusions, they will fail you. Put all your faith in the love of God within you, eternal, changeless, and forever unfailing. This is the answer to whatever confronts you today. Through the love of God within you, this is it. Through the love of God within you, you can resolve all seeming difficulties without effort and ensure confidence. I know I was sharing recently about how tempting it is to say, okay, I decided I'm just not going to talk with them anymore. I decided I they're not uh my friends anymore. I decided this, I decided that. And how my mind uh can really go to that I've decided I've had it with them. <laughs> I used to have these thoughts all the time. And so now when I hear that kind of thought, I've decided like that. No. no, I say, no. Spirit's going to decide. I'm along for the ride. Whatever that is. Let Spirit decide. Go along for the ride. Through the love of God within you, you can resolve all seeming difficulties without effort. And ensure confidence. Tell yourself this often today. It is a declaration of release from the belief in idols. It is your acknowledgement of the truth about yourself. Yes. So let's make that our practice. Through the love of God within me, I can resolve all seeming difficulties without effort and sure Confidence. So there's something I talk about in Masterful Living, and that is about stopping pushing density and instead working in the invisible. So pushing density to me is when we're working at the level of form. And so we're trying to figure things out by reading, by Asking people questions, we're trying to understand what's going on through conversations and emails. We're trying to find the answer through going places and looking for information, searching on websites. That's one way to do it, but that's not working in the invisible. That's working in the visible world of form, and I call it pushing density. It's very time-consuming, it's tiring, it's laborious. Why is it tiring and laborious and time-consuming? Because we're doing it from the place that we're not sustained by the love of God. We have to figure it all out for ourselves. And it's not true. The truth liberates us. So the truth is, we can turn to the invisible field of perfect love and say, Spirit, you lead me, you guide me, you decide for me. I'm all in for that. Show me the way with ease and grace. And yes, we're going to need to let go of habits and patterns and beliefs, thoughts that don't serve this highly productive life of love. We are meant to live. It's remarkable to me. It happens so often. I don't, I don't uh, even n- keep track of them anymore. The ways in which spirit just shows up for me. So many times I've had a thought, oh, I would like this or that. And then someone gives it to me. Within days, someone gives it to me. It's so much easier to think, I'd like this, I'd like that, without attachment, without demanding, without needing, wanting, craving. But just, oh, I'd like this. I'd like to have this experience. I'd like to have this thing. I'd like to have this happen. This or something better. Turn it over to spirit. See what spirit provides. Of course, having some faith will help it to reveal sooner rather than later. And sometimes things don't get revealed. Sometimes things don't show up. And when that happens, I can tell, oh, that's not for my highest and best. It's really not. So it's better that I didn't get it because I just would have distracted myself or created some kind of suffering from that thing so all good in God's neighborhood (laughs) the way that we are trained in our ego identification is that if the thing that we want doesn't come to us if the prayer isn't answered in the way that we wanted it to be answered then God doesn't really love us God isn't really there but the thing is not to make God our messenger boy, not to make God our delivery service, this is not a good way to (laughs) organize our thoughts thinking that God is going to answer our prayers with things of the world because that is not the answer. The answer is for us to realize the power of love in our life. So, not putting our faith into illusions and delusions. And in our experience of living our life, we do that all the time. All the time. So, remember, here's the answer to every problem that will confront you today, tomorrow, and throughout time. I am sustained by the love of God. Now, If we are willing to believe that is true, we will prove that it is true. So what are the things that I do is I say, Holy Spirit, I'd like to know this is true. I'd like to know that I am sustained by the love of God. So let me allow love to flourish in my heart and mind so I can feel that sustenance That's where it comes from when we allow ourselves to be the perfect givers and receivers of love. Okay, let's go even deeper here. And now let's go into chapter 5 and uh, section 5, the ego's use of guilt. So listen to this. Jesus is telling us, whatever you accept into your mind has reality for you. This is paragraph 4. Chapter 5, Section 5, Paragraph 4. It is your acceptance of it that makes it real. So, if we accept that the aspirin is going to be my sleep aid, it feels real to me. I know in my mind that it's not true, but it's worked in the past. So, I think I've given everything all the meaning that it has for me. I know that I've given it that meaning. I know that it's not the thing that makes me go to sleep. If you enthrone the ego in your mind, you're allowing it to enter, makes it your reality. This is because the mind is capable of creating reality or making illusions. I said before that you must learn to think with God. This is why one of my favorite affirmations is... I only think the thoughts I think with God. I only think the thoughts I think with God. I only think the thoughts I think with God. Jesus goes on. To think with God is to think like God. This engenders joy, not guilt, because it is natural Guilt is a sure sign that your thinking is unnatural. Unnatural thinking will always be attended with guilt because it is the belief in sin. Unnatural thinking, this is me now, unnatural thinking is thoughts of separation, right? Thoughts of blame and shame and things like that. Unnatural thinking will always be attended with guilt because it is the belief in sin. The ego does not perceive sin as a lack of love, but as a positive act of assault. This is necessary to the ego's survival, because as soon as you regard sin as a lack, you will automatically attempt to remedy the situation, and you will succeed. The ego regards this as doom, but you must learn to regard it as freedom. So... Any belief in sin is a lack of love, a lack of consciousness. Now here Jesus tells us in the next paragraph, paragraph 5, chapter 5, section 5, paragraph 5, the guiltless mind cannot suffer. The guiltless mind cannot suffer. Being sane, the mind heals the body because it has been healed. So the healed mind heals the body. The sane mind cannot conceive of illness because it cannot conceive of attacking anyone or anything. I said before, this is Jesus, that illness is a form of magic. It might be better to say that it is a form of magical solution. Solution to what? Here's what he says. The ego believes that by punishing itself, it will mitigate the punishment of God. So that's how the ego relieves the guilt. Oh, I'll punish myself and then God will take pity on me. This is what Jesus is teaching us about illness. He says... Yet even in this it is arrogant. It attributes to God a punishing intent and then makes this intent as its own prerogative. It tries to usurp all the functions of God as it perceives them because it recognizes that only total allegiance can be trusted. So you see the illness that is healed by a magical solution such as medicine is what he's talking about here. He's letting us know that in all of it we've 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 become the one who's usurped God by punishing ourselves and then we usurp God again with a magical solution. So, am I saying don't use medicine? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But this is what the Course is teaching us, is to realize that the healing is at the level of the mind. So if I believe the aspirin will be help me fall asleep, it's going to help me fall asleep. It doesn't always work. So can that be the aspirin, you see? And I've been in situations where I felt like I needed something from the world to help me, but I turned it over to Spirit, and Spirit provided. Spirit provides. Oh my goodness, I get so caught up in it, I don't even see, Well, wow, we're at the time to, to close out here. Well, I am so grateful for this time with you, and let us pray. We take a breath. Love of God is what we are. We are grateful and thankful to relinquish all the causes of suffering, known and unknown. We are grateful to partner up with the Holy Spirit and to let the healing happen now. We share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. We let it be and say, Amen, Amen, Amen. I love you. Have a great week.